everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. We're going to take a break from the college football madness momentarily. We're going to talk to our friend Keith Smith from Yahoo Sports as well as Real GM. We'll get his thoughts on what's going on with the NBA, which, unlike college football, has resumed and resumed quite successfully. Uh, we do have a game time for tomorrow, Gordon, 4.30 start time. Or not sure? tomorrow, excuse me, Thursday. 4.30 sure? start time and uh, 3.30 pre. Well, there was well, some... We weren't, we weren't certain about that initially, but they the, got that all, all... I think we got that all figured out by the end of the show. <laughs> yeah, and the 4.30, yes, on double-check, 4.30. 3.30 pre, Utah Jazz and uh, San Antonio Spurs. And, in fact, let's get out to the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com. For online services and local store availability, joining us now from Yahoo Sports as well as Real GM, he's our friend Keith Smith. Keith, hello. How are you? I'm doing well, guys. Thanks for having me back. We appreciate you being on today to give us an excuse to take a break from the uh, grim and and, uh, terrible college football news out there. So it's fun to talk about a sport that's actually playing. (laughs) Yeah, I hear you. I'm uh, going to miss college football, too, but, you know, just the world we're living in these days, I guess. Well, well, let's start off with uh, Adam Silver's leadership and all this, Keith. I mean, I have uh, made jokes about how stringent the the protocols are there, but the truth is he did what he had to do to pull it off, and I guess we should be happy about that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, you know, once they announced they were going to do the bubble at Disney, we started getting a lot of what is taking so long? Why is this? You know, when is it going to start? When are the teams going to get there? What's happening? Well, what took so long was the amount of thoughtfulness, effort, and care that was put in uh, by everybody involved. The the NBA, the NBA uh, Players Association, the uh, folks from Disney, everybody all together really did a great job. And then since it's been there, the execution has been great, and the players are owed you know, a lot of that, too. There was a couple hiccups where guys did things they shouldn't have done, but for the most part, everybody's following the rules and really uh, keeping this thing moving which has been great. Keith, what do you think of what the Jazz have been doing in in the bubble, uh, sort of holding back their best players to make sure that they stay healthy, I guess, is the main reason. But uh, just kind of giving the younger players a chance to get some runs in. Do you you have any problem with that? I don't have any problem with it. I think, you know, every team at the end of a season needs to do, you know, what they need to do to be best for them and I think for the for the Jazz I, I, I think it's pretty clear they don't really care about seeding all that much I, I think they'd prefer not to have to play the Rockets again if they can avoid it but other than that I don't think they really much care there's no home court advantage to play for so you just kind of do your thing and, and I like them getting some of these younger guys some extra run because there's definitely going to be times when you can use those guys and, and beyond that I look at it as Utah has done a really Really good job. They always, I said this the other day, they always seem to have one guy who kind of comes out of nowhere. He shows a little bit at the end of the prior season, and then the next year he's a rotation player. And, and you know, I'm starting to wonder if a guy like Mieoni or somebody like that could be, could be that guy um, next year for them. And as we know, everybody can always use an extra wing. 
With the uh, the kind of the candidates out there for the Jazz, you know, from the Clippers probably down to Oklahoma City and Houston, who would be the best matchup for them, or does it not matter? It'll be an uphill battle no matter what. I think it's going to be a little bit of an uphill battle because without uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, they they just seem to have a little bit of trouble creating offense at times. And then I know the plan, the last I knew, was going to be Mike Conley is going to leave at some point, and that's going to be tough to, to overcome as well when, when that happens. So that's going to be, be a little bit to work around. But I think if, if you're looking at anybody to play, if they could find a way to get into a matchup with Oklahoma City, I think they could get some things done there. I think they match up quite well with them, and that that would probably be a series where it might be a little slower pace, a little more defensive-oriented, and I think that really fits Utah well. What do you think of the uh, the interaction between the players in the bubble there at Walt Disney World? Uh, I've read certain places where coaches essentially are asking their players not to hang out with players on other teams during the playoffs and whatnot. What do you what do you make of the overall social interaction? Yeah, it's very interesting. You know, where where they're they're all living together, so it's very <laughs> uh, easy for them to to hang out and do a lot of things. And I think the coaches are they, they've kind of looked the other way to this point because it's it's much like the end of the regular season. And I think you also have the factor of we know a lot of these guys. What do they do? They go battle on the court, and then they go grab dinner if if the one team's staying in town that night. We know that happens. You know, on a pretty regular basis in the NBA, or if they get there the night before they're, they're going to get together and have a meal with their friends and those kind of things. So I think it's more, you know, Hey, when the playoffs get here, let's focus, let's get locked in and let, let's, you know, really worry about ourselves. What has been interesting is, and I've heard this from a handful of people for those teams that are fighting for that last playoff spot in the West, they were all staying at the yacht club together. And there's been some tense moments where they're kind of, you know, passing each other in hallways and in teams that are, uh, you know, playing each other and fighting for playoff spots. There, there's been some moments, it's there where it's been a little yeah i don't know how much these guys are going to get along here if this goes and i'll be interesting to see if that carries over into playoff series or not our friend keith smith from yahoo sports as well as real gm talking a little nba basketball with us here on the zone sports network keith is there anything on the floor that has surprised you about the return uh, I think just the quality of the basketball, uh, it's been really good so far. I think part of that is to do with the eight worst teams in the league aren't there. So you don't have anybody tanking. You don't have anybody uh, from the playoff contenders up until really the last few days kind of throwing games away with, um, you know, bench all bench lineups and those kind of things. So I think the quality of the play has been really, really good. The defenses are clearly a little bit behind the offenses to this point. Uh, that takes, you know, that's, continuity communication and consistency and you haven't had a lot of time to build that up so so but overall i think it's been really really good basketball thus far obviously the phoenix suns have surprised with some of their play have there been any teams uh any better teams that have disappointed you keith in the way in what you've seen out of them and uh, to the point where there might be some warning signs you been a little nervous with both the Lakers and the Bucks. Now, they didn't have a whole lot to play for in the bubble. They, they both needed to win really a couple games and lock up their seating. But I really feel like with the Lakers, you're seeing the loss of Avery Bradley and Rajon Rondo, how much that is hurting them. Bradley is such a key defensive player for them, uh, defending opposing point guards, that they're going to really struggle with that. And then Rondo gives them a secondary ball handler who can do some things when LeBron James just needs 
needs a breather for a minute. And they don't really have anybody else who can do that on this roster, and that is really, really tough for them. And then on the Bucks side, their defense just does not look good. And that has always been a little bit of a concern with a Mike Budenholzer team is if teams figure them out defensively, is he able to and willing to adjust? from what it is that he generally does in games because if he doesn't that could be a problem for them you know come playoff time the uh the jazz nuggets game the other day was just amazing uh goes double overtime the jazz came up just short 134 to 132 rudy fouled out in the first overtime which obviously is a big problem for the jazz but donovan mitchell hit a bunch of big shots can if you're a jazz fan right now and you see him rise to the occasion in those moments that's got to be a good sign right yeah, absolutely. He is, the, the way he played down the stretch of that game should have everybody, you know, knowing, hey, when we need a bucket late, we can throw it to this guy, and he's going to make it happen for us. He is just, you know, a really great uh, creator of offense. like to see him do a little bit more trading for other guys, but in this scenario, we understand, you know, why he's the one taking the shots. He has to be, be that guy for the Jazz right now. But overall, you know, he is just a fantastic offensive talent. You know, that that's a great thing to see at this point, you know, in year number three that he has grown this far uh, in his career where Utah knows, you know, hey, we've got a franchise centerpiece that we can build around here. One of the concerns going into the bubble was players getting hurt. What's going on with the Sixers, man? Yeah, it's, you know, Ben Simmons, unfortunately, just landed a little awkwardly, dislocated his knee, and now he's out for the season. Joel Embiid, a weird injury. He No no one's on the baseline, uh, which I had a bunch of players tell me has been their favorite part of playing in the bubble, but he backed up and stepped awkwardly on the stanchion, which nothing you can really do about that. That was odd. Uh, Al Horford's got a little bit of knee soreness. Tobias Harris rolled an ankle the other day, so they, they've got a lot of guys out there. They're, uh, you know, battling the right now they're they're down five uh late in the third quarter but they, they've got to get healthy and they're they're gonna have a tough go without simmons because again another team that really struggles to create offense he's their best offense creator by far especially off the dribble and that's something that they're gonna really struggle with you know the offense has been great uh in the the return to play there's no doubt about it i mean people like luca putting up video game numbers is just ridiculous but do you expect the defensive intensity to pick up uh when the playoffs uh, get going the teams will will buckle down a little bit and we're not going to see these you know outlandish scores yeah, I do. I think what you're going to see here is part of the reason the teams are taking guys out is I think they're probably going hard in practice. And then we all know in the NBA when you can scheme for an opponent because you know you're playing them between four and seven games over a two-week period, you can really do a lot more things defensively. So I think you're going to really see the um, teams get back to locking in defensively. I, I think you're going to get rid of some of these teams that play a little more up-and-down style because they can't lock in defensively. So they're really uh, pulling some, even some of the better teams into a real running game, and that's not what some of these teams want to do. So I, I think you'll see the defense get back to what we're used to seeing. Keith, who do you like uh, for that last spot in the West? I mean, it's really going to come down to uh, who knows what. Hello? Hello? Oh, sorry. I thought I lost you. Um, I I really like Portland. 
um, for that for that last spot. I, I think that they are going to um, you know get into that play in, and then Memphis just without um, Jaron Jackson Jr. They're just struggling to find offense, and I think Portland can really turn that into a scoring game. And I think the Trailblazers, if, especially if they can pass Memphis and get in where they they are the eight seed and they only need to win once, I think that's going to be you know huge for them. And, but I still think even if they have to win twice, I think they can beat the Grizzlies. But it becomes you know a much harder task because it's always hard to beat a team two times in a row. Keith, we always appreciate it when you carve out a few moments for us. Thanks, buddy. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Y'all stay safe. You and yours. Back at you. That's our friend Keith Smith from Yahoo Sports as well as Real GM joining us to talk a little NBA basketball. You've noticed, Jake, that uh, some teams are, uh, how to say this, lacking a little bit at the defensive end. So, yeah, and and I thought about this, and this is something I was going to bring up yesterday with you, but we didn't, you know, we were a little pressed for time for content yesterday that, uh, you know, I I thought the old intensity would be uh, right back to normal when they started. And the defense's intensity has not been the case. So, you know, you might have been right about that a little bit. As the, the, the as to, like, the why is the question that I want to know. Is it because they don't want to be there? Is it because it's such a different atmosphere, it feels more casual? Or is it more teams like the Jazz are not necessarily playing their guys? Yeah, I'm not sure. But the numbers have been crazy. I mean, the the scores that we're looking at are ridiculous. What what Luka Doncic is averaging in the in, in at the restart is either like he's the best player who's ever lived, like exponentially <laughs> the best player who's ever lived, or you know, there's not a whole lot of interest in playing hard at the moment. Did I read somewhere, Jake, where they're going to have an all bubble team? Yeah, I saw that today. Thought that yeah. was interesting for the for the eight seeding games. Cal, who cares? Don't you think? Doesn't that seem dumb to you? I I yeah, well, I don't know if it's dumb, but it's yeah, not if you're Devin Booker. Yeah, <laughs> whose team's still not going to be included? Right, and, they're, and that's they'll win games that don't really matter, and he'll put up stats in games that don't really matter. You know, let me ask you this: since you brought him up, Jazz could have had him, but they got Donovan instead. Well, that was that was the next year. I know, but they never would have traded for Donovan if they would have drafted Devin Booker. Was it the next year or was it two years? It later? was the next year. Uh, n- they took well, Trey Lyles instead, instead of Devin. Book, and then traded yeah. Trey Lyles for Donovan Mitchell. Yes. Yeah. For, yeah. Well, I don't know. I just, I don't know how it all works out, but uh, the fact that the Jazz could have had that guy and they, <laughs> they took Trey Lyles instead is tad bit disturbing. Well, you were the one that both, and rightfully so, sometimes criticizing Donovan's defense and how it's not as good as it could or should maybe be. Can you imagine having to coach Devin Booker on defense? <laughs> well, I think, honestly, and I don't know Devin personally, so I, I tread lightly with this, but I, I haven't heard good things about his coachability. And his act in the Jimmer game here last mm-hmm. year would mm-hmm. absolutely raise a red flag in my mind. But Put, checking him, checking himself back into the game because another player is getting a couple of cheers. Yeah. But, but do you think that I think that's who he really is? I, I, I don't know. I I, I, oh, I, I don't know regularly. either, but doesn't it say something about a guy who's going to check himself back into a game that's over to hit a statistical mark <laughs> and take the shine off one of his teammates? Like, I don't maybe. know who he really is either, but that's not really good. Remember when Jimmer shot? 
instead of giving him the ball, <laughs> David yes. didn't even run the other way. No. Pouted. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Gordon. Doesn't, yeah, doesn't scream jazz DNA like the front office likes Maybe to not, talk about. But he can sure play. Well, he sure can shoot. One side of the ball. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. We, we talk about Donovan having to be more of a, a you know good decision maker. Uh, I think he's a better decision maker than Devin Booker. I suppose. He's fun, I, though. He's a fun guy to watch on offense. He's pretty amazing to watch score the way he can. Yeah, he doesn't pass, that's for sure. <laughs> It's just going to pick out every negative. <laughs> he just, he's he's a uh, he's all about no. In all seriousness, I just don't know. You know, he's got a great game, but I don't know if he can be a number one to build around. I uh, and we see Donovan more, so I'm more familiar with him. I'm sure Ryan Hatch and Phoenix would would have a different opinion, but uh, for a variety of reasons, I would pick Donovan over Devin Booker to build around. Would you? I, I wonder if there would have been a way that Jazz could have gotten both, and then Donovan could play point. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of what ifs there, but the person they did choose instead of Devin Booker, they did trade for Donovan. So there is that yeah. direct connection there. Yeah. And I, you know, am I wrong? Would you rather build around Devin Booker or Donovan Mitchell? Well, I'd like Devin. I like Devin Booker better than I like Trey Lyles when that draft was there. Yeah, but what about the question I just asked? I wasn't paying attention to you. Who would you rather build around, Donovan Mitchell or Devin Booker? Uh, if you were an NBA GM. I don't think that question's as easy as you're making it sound. Well, I'm giving an opinion on it. I'd take Donovan Mitchell. I think he's more coachable. I think he's more well-rounded. Yeah, I think that that part is is probably true. And I, I like his game better. He's not as good from three, but there's a lot of other stuff that I think he's better at. And yeah. he's pretty good from three. It's not like he's uh, Ben Simmons out there. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, but I'm telling you, Devin Booker is one heck of a talent. He he is, he, and if he could be, if anybody could uh, sort of direct him in the right uh, in the right way, I think uh, Quinn Snyder would be your your guy for that. All right, we'll have more big show coming up next. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone.